This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, guys? Welcome to this week's edition of Top Rope Nation. This is Ryan Drasty of TopRopePress.com. And this week, we've got kind of a special edition of the show planned. We sat down with Derek, Mike, and Dan of the Oversell podcast to do kind of a combined show as we preview WrestleMania 33, run down the card, give our predictions, talk about where WWE should go, where we think they might go. We'll be back next week with myself, Kyle Ross, and Justin Joint. As we talk all of the latest news headed into the biggest weekend of the year. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this special edition of Top Rope Nation as we do our first annual Super Pod with the guys from the Oversell Podcast. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special occasion. You are joining us for the first, it has to be the first ever, Super Pod! Right here between the Oversell Podcast and Top Rope Nation. I am so excited for this. I've been on their show a couple of times, and now we're kind of doing a, the the mixed tag team, even though none of us are women, so I guess I can't really call it a mixed yeah, that, tag team. So, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to the other co-host now to introduce his guys. Of course, if you listen to the Oversell Podcast, I've got Mike. Yes, I am Mike. And I've got Dan with me, and I'll let Ryan introduce his guys. Derek, I got to say, my show feels even more illegitimate after hearing that intro. You got like all the bells and whistles. You got the <laughs> echo on your voice. I'm feeling like kind of you know, like I need to step up my game now. We're the UWF well, to the NWA right now. I feel. I feel. <laughs> you know, this, I, I was telling this the other to someone the other day. You know. Our content may be crap, but our audio is fucking top notch. Oops, sorry, I don't know if we're. <laughs> it's top rope. Uh, top rope. It's top rope. It, it's top. Yeah, it's over the top rope. I mean, it's it. it seriously though, like, you know, we got. I use the Alesis Multimix Eight mixer. It's a USB mixer. Got it for like, I think it was 150 bucks at Guitar Center, and it's got a cool little knob with all these little effects on it. And I mean, it, it really helps with, with uh, XLR mics clean up your audio. Guys, that is why you need to support us on Patreon. <laughs> we need something like that over at Top Rope Nation. <laughs> How about that transition? So, yeah, uh, I'm Ryan Drosty, editor-in-chief of Top Rope Press, like Derek alluded to a second ago, host of the Top Rope Nation podcast, joined here this week by Oversell. Uh, one of my usual co-hosts, Kyle Ross, is in the house. Kyle, say hello. 
Hey, how's it going, everybody? We are broadcasting live on YouTube right now on Wednesday evening, and we will put this out as a podcast on demand. Both Oversell and Top Rope Nation will put it out. Uh, we are not joined by Justin Joint this week. He is falling ill with the flu, so hopefully he gets better soon. But Justin will be back with us next week. So we're here tonight to talk a little bit WrestleMania 33. I believe Derek's going to be out of town next week, so we're putting this out a little early just to talk biggest show of the year how could we not this is why we are doing the super podcast so derek which match do you want to start out with we got a, a whole list of them talked about here tonight before we 12 matches do we need i mean they could knock wrestlemania down to three three hours just to and just have title matches because i think that's all the card really needs maybe one or two matches that aren't title matches but man you know, it's this whole res WrestleMania weekend is a wrestling overload because you've got the Hall of Fame Friday, NXT Saturday. If you go down to the events, there's so many live wrestling events going on, Rev Pro, Progress, WrestleCon, all that stuff. It's Evolve. very overwhelming in one weekend. Yeah, yeah I'm going for the record. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and I think we're doing... We're not going, I, as of now, we do not have tickets for NXT, not doing the Hall of Fame, but we're going to both Evolve shows, Progress, the Super Show. I don't know if I want to do Beyond Wrestling because that's midnight on Saturday, and believe it or not, I actually may want to rest, and then so I'm ready to rock and roll on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, and there's a ton, and there's, you know, that, uh, was it Janela? He's putting on that uh, spring break show Thursday night. There's just a ton uh, going on. I was thinking about what Derek said. What's uh, that? I was, I was thinking about what Derek said and, you know, how many matches are on this show. Do you guys remember going to the video store and renting those original WrestleManias, the Coliseum videos, and how many matches were on the back of that video cover? Yeah, there used to be from, like, what was it, four through seven. I mean, four, they did the tournament, but yeah, there was, like, 14, right. there was 14 matches on all those. Now, the events were much shorter because a lot of the matches would only go five minutes, but... Um, I still have my WrestleMania uh, VHS box set. So, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you got it right here over my shoulder as well. Like one through eighteen or something like that. Yeah, they had an ungodly amount of matches on those shows. I kind of agree with Derek, though. I, I'd like to see him pare it down a little bit. Well, with the brand extension, it's harder now. That's true. Because I mean, the problem is when each brand has a tag team title match or and a women's title match. I mean, it's just you run into that. Um, you know, on the dual brand shows, we're we're almost certainly going to have a title match on the kickoff show. I mean, oh yeah, I would imagine it'd be the SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, maybe even two. Yeah. So. I think uh, and that's I even if they do the tag on Facebook the other day, and uh, or it was either, well, it might have been yesterday or the or today, but uh, I think it said something to the effect of. Uh, WrestleMania counting the entire pre-show and everything together was seven hours. Ugh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be crazy sitting there in a in a stadium that's probably going to be high eighties, sixty thousand people. But um, you know, last year's show felt long. There was no denying it. Now last year's show was not good uh, either. But um, it'll we be interesting. Note, we should note when Kyle says we're going, he's not referring to himself and his wife. Uh, no surprise, he could not talk his wife into going for the seven-hour show <laughs> in Orlando. 
I didn't even really try to. Yeah, I just kind of it was more of a I'm going and stuff. So, <laughs> well, Mike, uh, I think you've got the card full, pulled up there. Let's just go through this thing. Yeah, uh, they're obviously starting the list on here. Starting the non-title matches, which there are eight actual title matches. Oh. Uh, but starting out, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. You know, <laughs> what did you guys think on SmackDown this week watching Shane McMahon with his little that to me he looked he reminded me of Punchy from How I Met Your Mother when he was throwing those shots at um AJ Styles. Hey Schmosby, remember that time you dookied your pants at summer camp? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Kyle was pretty vocal about this in a SmackDown review this week. Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, both McMahons. I mean, Vince it should say too. They're they're not good with the worked punches at all. I mean, they could no. they, they could use some lessons from Bret Hart in that department. Um, I know a lot of people have an issue with Shane McMahon being AJ's WrestleMania opponent. Um, I don't have. I'm not one of those people. Um, I'll have an issue of Shane wins. That's a problem. But um, my only issue is that I, I don't like how Shane is kind of being positioned as AJ's athletic equal. That's pretty ridiculous. They didn't do it last year at The Undertaker, who realistically at this stage of the game isn't a great athlete. He's kind of a broken down old man. So it, they shouldn't be doing it with AJ. That's just, um, I don't know if that's the old, you know, big man fetish or not. But um, I didn't like that element of it. Um, it's going to be two guys bumping like crazy all over the arena, all over the stadium. So um, it should be entertaining, but AJ better win. I've seen some predictions lately where people have been predicting Shane's going to win since AJ's reportedly going to Raw. Yes. That, yeah, I agree. That better not happen. Either way, with the feud, it's tough to, I mean, win or lose, they could just pivot. Oh, him and Shane just can't coexist on the same brand, is what they can do. So. That's true. I, I'm I'm with you yeah, guys. I, mean, I don't see why why they would paint Shane as a as an athletic equal in my eyes, even to the Undertaker. You know, um, and back in the heyday, yeah, you know, when Shane was having matches every you know night on Raw, maybe, or when he was taking on Kurt Angle, you know, and, you know that was that was hot and heavy during his run, and that was during his prime. You know that he was being used on TV, and you know that's the time to paint him as an athletic equal. The time to paint him as an athletic equal is not against the, the current best professional wrestler in the world, AJ Styles. Yeah. See, I didn't even like when they did it back in the early two thousands. To be honest with you, yeah, it was it was it was more of a gimmick even in the two thousands than it was you know with the Mean Street Posse and all them guys running around with him, you know. Um, you know, it was more of a gimmick back then than it was just being realistic about anything. So, and it kind of confuses me too because I, I feel like, you know, WWE is trying to be more legitimate lately. You know, bringing in Brock Lesnar, bringing in Goldberg, you know, getting them over as you know, being being legitimate fighters and stuff like that. You know, like Brock Lesnar and everything. But you know, you look back at it and you're like, you know, AJ's like the best in the world as far as professional wrestling goes and you've got him facing Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. That just doesn't seem like, you know, maybe down the road we'll see AJ and Shinsuke or something, but you know, it just seems like we're wasted. We've wasted AJ on match this year, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I This is not who I would want to see him wrestle at Mania. I was hoping, as this match was rumored for so long, that Shane was just going to bring in someone to wrestle for him, you know, and, like, be in their corner. And I was, I was hoping against all odds that he would bring in Nakamura. I was just, I was everyone with this AJ versus Nakamura. That if it's not AJ versus Nakamura, (laughs) WWE's no good. Why would you not do it if you have the possibility to do Nakamura? I've even seen the Wrestle Kingdom match. What's it? It's really good, but like (laughs) WWE is not New Japan. Like, and I don't want them to be New Japan. I mean, Shane McMahon. I mean, look, there's issues with Shane. I mean, I brought it up, but he's a very overperformer for whatever reason. I mean, he was the guy who moved the tickets last year. So, I mean, if AJ Styles beats a McMahon at a WrestleMania, that's a bigger deal than it's being made out to be. Regardless of if the match is like a three-star match instead of a four-star. I mean, who gives a shit about that? You know, this WrestleMania, um, we and I wanted to talk about this with you guys, it is not built really for fans like us, not for the hardcore people. Because we don't want to see... At least I don't want to see Brock Goldberg. I don't want to see a lot of matches on this card. I don't want to see Shane AJ. It's this is built for to bring in casual fans to get a high, high ticket. Uh, it's uh, built for money. Yeah. yeah well, what should, should be for the hardcore wrestling fans? I mean, it should and, be and, built for money. I mean, it's I mean it's their biggest money show of the year. I I get that. I do. I do. I, just, I mean, again, it, it's you know, if people want New Japan, watch New Japan. Is what I always say. <laughs> Shibata. It's not not that I want New Japan. Japan. And nor should it's not that I want New Japan. It's I want the best wrestler in the world to wrestle someone that is an actual wrestler. Yeah. You know, and they said they wanted to try to compete with that Okada um Kenny Omega match and there's really not on a card I think that is going to be able to compare to it, to be honest. Yeah, I uh, doubt it. On our show we like to do predictions, so who do you guys got winning the match? I got AJ. We'll start with AJ. Yeah. Dan? Uh, I'll take AJ. Kyle? Hmm. kind of want to predict Shane just because that way either I'm <laughs> right or I'm happy. Now, let me ask this. <laughs> Has there been a stipulation added to this match? Nope. Street fight? Yet, it, no. no. I, mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be – they're, they're going to go all around. I mean, I don't know. Um. There's still one SmackDown to go, but you know I, I could see them going street. You're right, because because with Shane, you've got to let him take the crazy bumps outside the ring. Otherwise, it's pointless. To That's his gimmick now. He's going to take some death-defying jump off. Yeah, of which is why you put Shane in the match. Um, God, I can't believe they would put Shane over AJ though. I'm going to go with AJ. Mike. Okay, yeah. okay. Kyle's going AJ. Mike. It's got to be AJ. Yep. I think we are all we are all five for five going that. What's the next card? Our next match. Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. The Miz and Maurice, to me, are selling this match. They, I think they've done a fantastic job mm-hmm. cutting their promos, getting ready for it, killing it on. You know, anytime the Miz is on talking smack, he kills it. I mean, it, he has turned up his game, I think, since the since brand split, and I'm really hoping that there's a – good payoff for this match for as much work as Miz and Maurice have done. And so, I've never yeah. really been a fan of the Miz. I mean, his entire career, he's just one of the guys that, you know, never just really got behind. But yeah, I mean, since the brand split, he is, I don't know, it's like a whole new person. I mean, he's completely killing it, especially on the mic and all. And 
I don't know. He's that's all I really say. He's just killing it. And I actually, you know, pay attention when the Miz is on TV now. And I haven't done that for years. Yeah. Uh, Derek, don't you guys usually do on your show, like a wrestler of the week? We do superstar of the week. Yes. Or superstar of the week. My superstar of the week is Maurice this week. I thought <laughs> she killed it on the total Bella spoof. That was one of the greatest pre-tape segments on SmackDown that I've seen in years. I thought it was amazing. And was she playing both Bellas? Yes, she was yeah. both. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, to me, to me, uh, Miz and Maurice totally have been selling this as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to the match more than I was when I, I first heard about it. Um, mm. But uh, I, 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 to me, it's still not really a WrestleMania match, but the, the segments have been entertaining. And It's uh, one of the few matches on the card, I think, that have had the proper build that it needs to get over. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Miz has really shined um, as well. And we've been on our podcast on Top Rope Nation. We've been Kyle and I have been talking about him since August on how just you know what improvement the Miz has made and one of the best heels in the company. Uh, I went to a house show a few weeks ago. By far, I got one of the biggest reactions on the show. Actually, other than Cena, probably the biggest reaction on the show. Had the crowd just eating out of the palm of his hand. Had the whole Rick Rude heel. He it was he was awesome. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I'd like to see Miz and Maurice win the match, and I think it's likely that that could happen, and then you still get the uh, yes. Cena proposal afterwards. There you think, Kyle? Yeah, so <laughs> the way that they've built the match, it's been so... They've actually... You know, they've done a great job, but they've very much allowed the build to be one-sided with Miz and Maurice drawing all the heat generally when you see something like that the baby face wins the match but i could make the argument with cena leaving post mania smackdown needs a top heel especially if they're losing aj and who better to fill that role than miz so i could make a pretty good argument like you just laid out miz and maurice win the match some kind of bs fashion and then cena and nikki get the heat back with so to speak with the proposal by the way totally does speak I mean, we've got some married people on this podcast, right? It totally does speak to what Miz is saying about the nature of their relationship, that she knows the proposal is coming and when it's coming and he's just going to do it. Like, I don't know about how you guys did it, but like, yeah. that's generally not how you do it. But um, God bless him. I'll be there. I'll fake Brian. Camera. You guys think this is, this would be like, do you think he would actually already propose or maybe he's already proposed and this is like the old Randy Savage kayfabe proposal? Do you really yeah, think they, you know, as long as Nikki Bell has actually been waiting for this that they're just going to give it away like this? I don't know. They yeah, could keep I, it secret. I hope the crowd yeah. doesn't boo, though. I mean, what a bunch of heartless people that is. <laughs> Two people to spend the rest of their lives together and you get, you know, a bunch of marks start booing because they think they're tough. Uh, <laughs> See, I'm punching. Yeah, I yeah. We'll start yeah. I got to say, though, um, Nikki and Nikki and John make me not want to see this match. Miz and Maurice totally want me make want me to, you know, I want to see this match because of them. You know, it's it, the promos that he's been cutting have been off the wall. You know, anytime that he's had a mic on Talking Smack, I mean, it's promo class one hundred and one is in session. You know, I mean, it, it just it's unreal. You know, and it was pretty good last night too on Talking Smack. It should be. yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a clip of that too. Um, he was he was he was pretty good too. But uh, I tell you what, anytime anytime you hand him <laughs> and hand the Miz a mic on Talking Smack, and I mean he's been like four for four 
you know, on whenever they've handed him a mic, he just he knocks it out of the park every time. You know, uh, when Cena is in serious mode, he cuts the best promos. You know, I hate the goofy, making a lot of jokes, Cena, blah, blah, blah. But when he gets in serious mode, there's no guy that can cut a promo even close. And that's me talking. I'm not a Cena guy at all. Who <laughs> <laughs> you guys got winning the match? I'm going with I'm going with Miz and Maurice. Miz Maurice. Uh, let's go to Mike. Miz and Maurice. Miz and Maurice. Wow. Kyle? So, see Kyle, the professional odds maker over there, like weighing his options. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go Cena and Nikki. They need to get their heat back. Dan. I'm going to go Cena and Nikki, too. That's where I'm going, too. So, Kyle and Mike here are the outliers. Next match. There you go. Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I couldn't have used two words any better. I mean, I, I, I mean wow. I, I don't know if you got the camera caught that. I almost jumped out of my seat. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, man. Uh, you know... Undertaker, as the dead man, should not be getting tans. I, first, that's the first <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, I, I thought Raw. this. We really are like twins or something. I thought the same thing. How his face was so orange. I almost tweeted right about it, Derek. I I, sw- I, mean, I shit you not. That was like almost. I was at my phone like instantly. I got a tweet about his orange face, but then I cooler head prevailed. Was that Seamus commercial a rib on him then, or what? <laughs> that Seamus commercial was great. That was hilarious. I love that. Um, but yeah, it, it looked like he was like, "What color do you want tan?" And he was like, "Oh, just give me like a little cinnamon." And they turned him to straight tangerine. <laughs> well, he used to try to be as pale as possible. Now all of a sudden, he thinks right. he needs to be really, right. really tan as the dead man. I don't get it. Dead men don't tan. That would make them. The smell would be horrific if you. <laughs> He's back riding the motorcycles. It's oh, legit God. tan. Don't, no, don't. No. The no. the biker taker is coming back. No. Oh God, no. I hope not. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, if I hear Limp Biscuit, I'm I'm just turning WrestleMania off, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna go watch New Japan for four hours. Can I can I just say that with Kyle being in attendance for the show, I cannot wait for our first show after WrestleMania to hear him tell stories of the Nimrod fans around him and what they were saying during this match. This is gonna be like the highlight <laughs> of the show. Oh, I'm gonna mock Ariel. <laughs> I'm going to try to find every eight-year-old within the vicinity of me and just lead them like in the Let's Go Roman chance, I think. During- <laughs> <laughs> and then, we'll, we'll, and then I'll, just, I'll just teach them all about how dumb all the Roman sucks people are. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I like Roman Reigns. I really do. I don't think he gets half the hate. that I don't think he deserves half the hate he gets. I actually think he's a great worker and all. I think mm-hmm. the way WWE has set him up has not been probably the best way possible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I Kyle agrees with me. Yeah. It's, a first. <laughs> it's, not, it's not his fault that they want him to be this universally loved baby face. He doesn't right. make that choice. No, it's a booking. This, this is a, this is a terrible it's, it's match for him man. at WrestleMania. Yeah. It, it's Vince. What's that? This is a terrible match for him at WrestleMania. That's why I said, my God, when we, intro of the match All right. it's not because of roman he has good pay-per-view matches yeah pretty much every month well so it's interesting here because this is 
I think one of the few matches on the card where the result it it's not debatable. It has to be Roman Reigns clean. The interesting thing is you can use that finish and go one of two ways with it. You can stay the course and pretend that he's your number one baby face and all is right with the world and just kind of ignore the descent by doing that. Or you could actually use that as the impetus for the hill turkers. I mean, it's going to get booed very bad. I mean, he's going to get booed very, very badly. Yeah. Not by me, but by most people. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just hope he wears his white shoes again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was his magic shoes. They took him everywhere. Yeah, well, that's, that's what makes this match so odd, though, is that this is supposedly starting a year-long push for him to once again be coronated next year at WrestleMania. Yeah. And is there any person in the entire company he could be booked against and be insured more booze than The Undertaker. Like, this is the one guy that at WrestleMania, he's for sure going to get the least yeah. amount of cheers yeah. against. They're going to try some tricks and the crowd's going to see through it. Like, if The Undertaker tries endorsing, we've seen it with The Rock. Like, what, what was that? The Rumble a few years ago where The Rock <laughs> endorsed him and the crowd just booed The Rock. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The look on The Rock's face when those yeah. people were just, the booze are raining in. He's like, what in the hell is this? I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Uh, predictions for the match. We'll start with Kyle this time. It's got to be Reigns. Clean. Let's go to how about Mike? It's got to be Reigns. It has to be. It's got to be Reigns. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Well, we know you love NSYNC. <laughs> it's got to be Reigns. It's got to yeah. be me. Nothing. 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 Nothing from nobody. <laughs> I don't know what he's singing right now. Heart, it's a it was, yeah. it's a tough crowd out there tonight. <laughs> Dan, how about you? Uh, I am actually going to go a long shot on this and say Undertaker. Okay. Kyle, I mean Ryan. Uh, I say Reigns clean. I'm going with Taker. Just I don't know. It, you, who knows, right? I mean, it's just this is. It's hard to call. I think. I think and, if you have to to Ryan's point, because you know they've kind of let the cat out of the bag with this Reigns Lesnar plan for next year in New Orleans. Yeah. I, you know, I can see them starting with the big hook of the two guys to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Right. Oh, that's a good. That's a damn good point. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. What's the next match? Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> All right. Shaquille Royal right now. If Braun, Braun Strowman should win this in like as in five minutes, he should eliminate. It. This is the way I'd book it. He should Boom. walk in, do the Hulk thunder clap, and everybody flies over the top. There you rope. go. There you go. <laughs> he, he should do like uh, who was who is it? It's uh, Chuck Taylor and his invisible hand grenades <laughs> to clear the ring. That's what he needs to do. But Braun Strowman, I think, right now to. Give him something big. He needs to win this battle royal, and he needs to have an extremely dominant performance to do it. But you have to remember, this match doesn't mean anything. They they built it up a few years ago when they brought it back. Cesaro won, and everybody's like, sweet, Cesaro finally gets his push. And then absolutely nothing. But in, 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 in respects to that, you had Baron Corbin win it, and I think Baron Corbin's career has done pretty well. Since the brand split, they're do it using him right, and they're still calling him the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. 
So That's there's that. Yeah. I, I agree again. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Moose! <laughs> Moose! I don't know why I went into a Moose yeah, chant. <laughs> now, uh, I'm taking Braun to win, hands down. I don't know if he's actually officially in the match yet, but yes, I would. I, I assume he would. They're going to find 17 other people at least to be in this match because I think only like th what is it? It's Cruz. It's four. Cruz, Ziggler, Mojo, and Big Show are the only people I think they've officially announced for the match. Kyle, you and Kurt, don't and Kurt us, Hawkins. Kyle. Kyle, the reason you're going to Orlando is you're in this match. It is. I, <laughs> got contacts. It is. It's going to be huge. You're going to run. You know, yeah. I think I, this it is. I'm going to toss everyone. I'm going to hide under the ring, and then I'm gonna I, will, I will mark out so hard when I hear the Top Rope Nation theme song come on, and you run down the aisle. No, that's not. <laughs> I'm just going to hide under the ring the whole time, and I'm just going to come out like not even book. Like I'm just going to do it like on my own. Has Hideo Itami been officially cleared yet? I to return to the ring. I don't know. I thought, he, I thought he, he was supposed to be coming back. Didn't he work recently at a house show or something? Yes, I, I, he did. Yeah, I'm pretty now, sure. That would did. be interesting if he came back, uh, and this yeah. is how they kind of brought him back into the fold, was bringing him in to another mm -hmm. Andre. He was in the first one, and my favorite meme from that was him standing next to Big Show, and it just said, Godzilla! <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not as funny as it should be, but it is. <laughs> oh. Ryan, uh, who are you taking? Um, since I can't think of more than three or four people in this match, I think Braun Strowman is the best option. <laughs> Samoa Joe is the only other option. Yeah. And I don't think they should put, if Braun's going to win in the dominant fashion that we think he should, they shouldn't even put Joe in this match, believe it or not. No. no, no I agree. No, no, no. No, no, no. Mike, who are you taking? Strowman. Dan? Yeah, just, just to be random and, uh, you know, totally out of place, I'll pick Shaquille O'Neal. Sets up for the WrestleMania 34 match between him and Big Show. That's that's like saying Drew Carey's going to enter and win. <laughs> oh, come on. Shaquille could make three of Drew Carey now. Come on. Ah, well, it it it'd be it would be dumb if he came in and won it because this is just I don't know. Yeah. Next match, cruiserweight title match, Austin Ooh. Aries versus Neville. Now this is a match I'm excited Ooh. for. Dan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm digging it. I like the setup for the match, um, and we know everybody in the wrestling world knows these two guys can go. So you know. I think we're going to see uh, a cruiserweight match like you haven't seen before because uh, it's WrestleMania and, you know, those two guys are top of the cruiserweight division. Definitely. Um, you know, and I, 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 I'm excited for it because I'm pretty sure you're going to see stuff that you haven't seen before out of both of them, which will be awesome. So you're and saying we could finally get a match that was as good as um, the Cruiserweight Classic. Classic. Yeah. Even though yeah. those two guys weren't even in that, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I've had. A, it's been a problem with the Cruiserweight. We're not, you, you know, they're calling it the Cruiserweight division, but we're not getting Cruiserweight WCW matches. They're not letting them work that kind of style, and I think that's kind of the reason it's not getting over as much as it should. 
part of the issue, and I, I've made this point before, is, you know, I don't know whether they're telling them to hold back on TV or what, but the style in North America has changed so much than it has than it was back when the cruiserweights first hit Nitro in 96. I mean, the dichotomy of work that you got from those guys and the main event guys who are in WCW was, it was like just night and day. It was just completely different. Now, part of the issue these guys are up against is you get a lot of those moves in your main event matches. So this just seems like, well, it's guys who are pushed less doing kind of similar type moves. And that's part of the, it's not the main reason, but part of the problem that it hasn't really taken off. I mean, what do these guys do that say Seth Rollins can't do? You know, or, or, you know, I mean, that's part of the issue. I mean, the the cruiserweight stood out so much on Nitro because, you know, (laughs) you know, those Hogan main events were just like, you know, just two guys, two old guys back raking each other for 10 minutes. I'm not going to be able to sleep they tonight. Hogan main events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I regret spending still, some of that money on some of those WCW pay-per-views with Hogan in the main event. Although they did a good undercards. Yeah, I miss WCW yeah, that, though now. I, I wish I wasn't so those, mean to it in 2000. Those, that and those, that and those <laughs> five-minute Goldberg matches. <laughs> well, Derek, we all know your favorite pay-per-view of all times, WCW Sin, so. Oh, oh it's so bad. <laughs> Oh, that was horrible. God. And the WCW is some of the worst professional wrestling. And being in Memphis, you know, they had some shows that were pretty shit. So we've seen some shit here, too. <laughs> but, man, that show took the cake. Oh, my God. That's the one where Sid broke his leg, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I do remember watching that, and I was in high school, and I was an, an athlete, and seeing an athlete like Sid do that, I screamed. I was like, ah, and my mom thought I, something happened to me. And, you know, but, ugh, that I think that's the only paper. time Sid ever went to the top rope in his career. Well, and it was the last time, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't even uh, think he went to the top. I think he went to the second rope. You're right. Yeah, I think he right. was <laughs> on the second rope. Oh, yeah. Man, that was that was horrific. There's only one other worse injury I've seen in a match live, and that was the Sabu Chris Benoit, you know, the legend of the Crippler being yeah. born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, Just uh, dropped him right on his fucking head. Yeah, Sabu didn't. Sabu had a major brain fuck or brain fart, excuse me, going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, for the match, I'm going to take. I think the heel is going to walk into Mania with a title, and this doesn't happen too often. But the heel is going to leave Mania with a title. I don't think they're going to put it on Aries just yet. Ryan, what's your thoughts? You seem to be agreeing with me. <laughs> yeah, not to be a broken record here, but that's pretty much what I was thinking because I was looking up and down the card at the title matches, and we haven't got to a lot of these yet, but I'm looking at a lot of title switches. So I'm looking where is the title going to stay on the guy who brought it in, and I think this is a pretty good candidate. I think I think Neville's going to retain as well. Yep. Uh, Dan, let's go to you. Uh, be honest, this could go either way. Um, it's really too, for, in my opinion, in my point of view, it's really kind of too close to call. Um, but it does swing more to Neville's side, um, by just a hair, just because he's been wrestling, he's more established, you know, longer. And this is kind of a comeback deal for Austin Aries. So, you know, if they want the heel to be kept, kept being built and, you know, keep that streak alive of, you know, keep the title on him and everything. They'll keep it on Neville. Um, but, you know, I don't see it happening. I see Aries winning because it's kind of a comeback thing, you know, and they kind of want to draw more attention to those cruiserweights, which the cruiserweights, they've been doing a lot better in the last month. I mean, they've been getting a lot more attention. 
So, you know, they might see this as an opportunity to, you know, hey, let's put the uh, let's put the title on a well-known guy. You know, not to say Neville isn't a well-known guy, but let's have two well-known guys, you know, chasing after a title. So you're taking Aries? I'm taking Aries. Okay. Kyle, let's go to you. Uh, I'm going to go to Neville just because I think they've changed the title too many times already. Yep. And I I would guard about being too excited about this match, by the way. It it has the potential to be really good, but time-wise, position-wise on the card, I don't know. I hope it's good. I hope they give him time, but I could see him being shortchanged and people being disappointed. Mr. Mike. I think Aries wins, but he may not win the title. Ah, okay. Interesting call. I think he's going to get the win to show that, yeah, he is everything that, you know, he says he is, but something shady or, you know, some odd finish or something where Neville still keeps the title and that keeps the, the heel heat on him. But I really think Austin Aries wins this match. They're in Florida. They could bring back the Dusty finish <laughs> in a cruiserweight <laughs> title match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What's the next match? SmackDown women's title match. Alexa Bliss versus everybody. This is it. Ryan, you know, I feel like I'm kind of hijacking your show, asking everybody's opinion. Usually you do that part. So if you want to take over for a bit. All right. You know, no I'm problem. All for that. Yeah, as I <laughs> as I look at this match, uh, you know, I've been a huge fan of Alexa Bliss. I think she's the MVP of the SmackDown Women's Division for the last six months at least. Um, but I also see this match as a possible rehabbing for Becky Lynch because I think she's lost just a ton of heat recently. And uh, I feel like this is a match where they could go back in her direction. She could walk out champion. Uh, Kyle, thoughts on this one? If Naomi is ready to go, she will return and win the title. If not, I don't know what they do. It'll be less interesting. I agree with what you're saying on <laughs> Becky. It seems like she's kind of like gone from the number one bait. She's kind of in quicksand in her role. It seems that she's not the solid number one baby face she was originally. And she, you know, she was the one who lost the title originally to Bliss, and she kind of hasn't gotten her heat back for that. Um, so yeah, maybe if Naomi's not ready to go, they just give it to her. But <sighs> to me, when in doubt, you don't change the title. Um, especially when it, you know, on a show like this, when you have all the title matches, the title change here isn't going to be the ton <laughs> to be quite, it gets lost in the shuffle. So if Naomi, I'll say Naomi's ready and she comes back and wins. Okay. Let's go to Dan. I'm actually in agreement with Kyle. Um, if Naomi's ready, she's going to come back and surprise, surprise win over the whole thing. So, but, uh, as far as anybody else winning, if Naomi's not ready, it's really kind of hard to call. Um, you know, they might do a surprise finish and have somebody win out of the blue, you know, that they feel is ready for uh, the opportunity. So you're going to hear Saturday that. Eva Marie has re-signed with the WWE <laughs> there and she's you go. gonna come out and win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, that'd be great. There you go. Oh, oh my god, the heat would be I would not incredible. mind that at all. I would not I mind it, that it at would, all. You know, I saw I, I wanna go off topic here. I saw an interesting topic in one of the Facebook groups I'm in and they asked if you were about to make your debut at WrestleMania and you hadn't picked your entrance song and Vince says you can get any music you want, pal. What do you want? I said my entrance music 
would be cult of personality, and I would walk <laughs> in and just I would just soak up every boo possible as they hear that music and me coming out. I, I had to thinking of Ava Marie, Ava Marie coming back and winning the women's championship. I'm waiting for Sorry. Stephanie to do that. By the way, yeah, they've done it. Well, like like Paul with. Heyman, the... <laughs> Like what they did with uh, when remember when Shawn Michaels played the Bret Hart music? Oh in, man, uh, in 05. Yes, that, that was awesome. Ridiculous yeah. reaction. I'm waiting well, for they, Stephanie just to be bored one week on Raw and just like some writer just to, wants to get like a promotion and like comes up with that idea for. Her. <laughs> well, you know they did it. A couple I will years laugh. Back right after CM Punk left, they had Heyman come out to his music t- kind of to get the crowd to. I think it was their first show back to Chicago after CM Punk. Yes, left. yes, yeah. Yeah. And they did so. Yeah, I think Vince is the type of guy saying like we're unless CM Punk's with this company, we're never doing anything like that ever again. Sorry, I knocked the show so off track there, <laughs> but it made me think of it. Um, and 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 I stole the show from Ryan again. So. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go to Mike. What do you got? Um, I really think Alexa Bliss keeps it in this one. You know, every you know, she is. Ever since she got like called up, you know, when she first got called up, I was thinking, okay, this is too early. She's, you know, this is just going to be another one that we just, you know, dismiss. American Alpha. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> They're half the NXT roster that's been brought up. But, you know, she got on the mic and, I mean, she is, she's legit. She she knows what she's doing and she's really impressed, you know, me and you know that doesn't really mean much but she's imp- i think she's impressed a lot of people and this is the type match where you know this is this is one of those where the the title doesn't have to change hands unless this is what i'm hoping would happen and this is completely off but you know there's rumors that you know they're trying to get older you know or former wrestlers former uh, women wrestlers back in this would be amazing for me personally if they brought back Victoria and she comes in and destroys everybody. Wow. Man, that would be that would be crazy. Cuz there's apparently been talks with Victoria and hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm going with Bliss keeping it. Okay. All right. So we're all over the map on that one. You know, yeah. I I do have to, I want to amend my prediction for a second cuz I oh, I wasn't did. even considering Naomi. And we did talk on the show a couple of weeks ago that I said, if Naomi is ready to go, she should win at WrestleMania. So my prediction of Lynch is if Naomi is not ready to go. So if I can talk out of both sides of my mouth here, <laughs> I think uh, I'm going Naomi or Becky. If Naomi's in the match, yeah, I think I think Naomi should win. But uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything on if she's close to being ready or not. I thought I'd, I don't know. I, th- I thought some people were with connections we're talking about that over the weekend on twitter yeah so i don't know i guess i'll stick with becky lynch i think she really needs it i i can't believe how much becky lynch has sank over the last couple months has she sank or has she just not been the champion i think she sank i just she just feels like another wrestler to me when she's out there in the in the women's matches where before she seemed like the star and maybe maybe that has even though she's a heel yeah alexa has completely outshined her i think for months now so i for my prediction i'm going out of way out of left field i'm gonna pick no i got a name that none of you people have mentioned i'm gonna go with natalia oh 
Wow. And in a, that, I think that would throw everyone for a loop. I think it'd be hilarious if they did it. And and I'm an, I, I, I do feel like Natalia never really got her true shot that she's deserved yet. But not that I'm expecting that to win. I want it to happen, <laughs> but I'm going to predict it's going to happen. Too. I was going to say, how many beers have you had tonight, Derek? I've had some. <laughs> I've had Crystal Lights lemon tea all night. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should get knock, maybe a couple of beers would knock some sense in. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Natalia's never had a fair shake. She's been treated terrible in WWE, but I just don't see her winning. I wouldn't mind it. Honestly, yeah. I don't either, but I think it'd be great if she did. <laughs> just want to be the odd guy out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go right into uh, Ambrose and Corbin. Stay on the SmackDown side of things. IC title match. Um, mm. Corbin has been someone who's been very divisive on our podcast now since last summer because I've never been a huge fan of Baron Corbin, but I think he has done very, very well. I'll say that, that much over the last oh, couple months. Do. Oh, okay. I think his I think his mic work's improved a lot. I think before he always sounded like he was reading off of cue cards. <laughs> I think he's gotten a lot better. Uh, I think he has a, a lot better presence about him in front of the camera. I think he's grown. You know, if you watched, uh, what was that, Breaking Ground that he was featured on a couple summers ago? Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he yes. seemed like a star on that show. Um, although I do have to say, did you guys notice they had this graphic up on SmackDown this week about Baron Corbin? Uh, it was like one of those did you know things. And it was like, yeah. did you know he played for two NFL football teams? I think I think they're using the term play pretty loosely there because I don't think he ever actually made a team. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, but he you know for, he he was a Cardinal. He played I thought he played actually got yeah, snaps. He, he in got in Arizona for the Cardinals, Cardinals, I think. In a preseason game. Yeah. Well, I mean because I looked anybody, him I did say I, I looked him up on Pro Football Reference just to make sure. Zero oh. games. Yeah. Okay. Zero games. Uh, I'm a big fan Man, of you. You must have had some good free time then. By the way, <laughs> this was during the show. I I googled it really quick because I was I was pretty sure he was on a practice squad maybe yeah, okay. for like a few weeks. But yeah. I've seen a picture of him wearing an Arizona Cardinal jersey. But uh, you know, yeah. I guess Bruce Arians' kid probably has the same. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, I, I think look- he's improved a lot though, and I think I think in front of the camera he does seem like a guy that could could be a top heel on SmackDown easily. Anyone that listened to well, JR 80s, though, knows about the football lying that used to go on in wrestling. Oh, that's Which, true. Like Butch Reed was like some like great NFL player and all that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, apparently he was throwing he threw uppercuts in a team scuffle in training camps. So <laughs> yeah. That was pretty nuts. That would have been actually a signed. To... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he was apparently signed with the Colts and the Cardinals. So they're practicing. Yeah, it mentions practice squad for the Cardinals, but just says he went undrafted in '09 with uh, signed with Indi- Indianapolis Col- Colts in '09, and then was released by the Colts and then re-signed with them again, like a week later on the practice yeah. squad. Yeah, that's practice squad all the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that actually would oh, have been well. a much better WWE. Did you know? I think is that he threw uppercuts in practice. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I used to laugh when people would get in fights at football practice because they'd still have their helmets on and they're hitting each other in the helmets. I'm like, y- you're not really serving a purpose over there. It'd help if you took your helmets off to throw a couple of those shots. <laughs> football fights. Yeah, that's the great. I'm taking Corbin to win this match. I think it, it, 
it's you're going to slowly and if he does he'll be 2 and 0 at WrestleMania so we got our new streak started <laughs> <laughs> Who's next Ron? Um let's go to Dan. Your thoughts on this match? Uh, I think uh, I think Baron I think this is Baron's moment. I think he's going to capture that IC title. And uh you know if if uh, anybody can get him over it's going to be Ambrose. Uh, I think they'll uh, they'll have a pretty good match. They'll probably have a few six bumps and spots and stuff. And uh, you know, in the end, I'm pretty sure you know Baron's going to come out on top. Kyle, what's your prediction here? Corbin almost seems so obvious that they're not going to do it, hmm. and I hate when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it just like like why would you pick Amber? Like Corbin's the new guy. You know, he's clearly being pushed. Um, and no, and we've talked about this before, right? No promotion in the history of this business has ever built towards heels winning titles quite like this one does. I mean, you know, they did it with AJ where they're like, you really want that heel to capture the title. Um, I can see them holding it off for like a smack. Well, when is the next SmackDown pay-per-view after WrestleMania? Is it like not for a while? Uh, is Backlash not a SmackDown one? Or no, the first one's Raw, I think. Uh, they're do- I don't hell if I know. I know mm. Bad Blood's well, actually, coming no. back. Woo. <laughs> they're up for a SmackDown one because Fastlane was a Raw. So, um, there's been a SmackDown only pay per view since what TLC. Um, I could see him holding it off, but if if you made me pick, I'm going to pick Corey. It absolutely should be Baron Corbin. Corbin. All right, Derek prediction. Baron Corbin, uh, I think, is a no-brainer. Sometimes predictability is not a bad thing, especially when mm-hmm. if you go, if you look at uh, the Elimination Chamber, I thought Baron Corbin had a great showing in that match. Looked, I thought he came in, had some great spots, and then when he got out, it was it was a smart way for him to get out. He just he got tricked just for a second mm-hmm. and got a, it rolled up and got a three, but he looked very impressive in the elimination chamber and I think that's going to build to this match and you're going to have a new intercontinental champion. They even protected him Tuesday night against Orton with the distraction finish too. Uh I just looked up the pay-per-view calendar. Yeah, Backlash May 21st is the next SmackDown only. Okay. We got Payback on April 30th. <laughs> that's a raw show. So uh, I Mike. think the the payback logo should be a Mel Gip- picture of Mel Gibson, but that's just <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Is that give you back my movie. son? Is that that one? Payback? No, no, that's, no that's that was where he went and got revenge on all the drug dealers and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah, ransom. ransom. Give you back my son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. What do you got? I agree with what Dan said. This is this is Corbin's moment. He's. I mean, the, the sad thing about this one, this feud to me, is it's kind of been lost in the shuffle. I yeah. mean, it it doesn't seem like. I mean, I, I keep forgetting about this feud, actually, and that's sad because it's for the IC title. But, you know, it, it's it's got to be Corbin. I it's mean, there's... got to be Corbin. <laughs> you're just on an in-sync kick, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't see really any reason for, for Ambrose to keep this now. I mean, it's... The, the build has been for Corbin. Okay. Ryan, your thoughts? Uh, I've been going back and forth that you guys have been talking, and I'm going to say this is last year's AJ-Chris Jericho match, where it seemed like obvious that AJ Styles would win, and Jericho walked out 
I think it's obvious Corbin should win. It seems obvious he's going to win. So for that reason, I'm going with Dean Ambrose. And uh, yeah, they'll put it off just for a few weeks. I think they could do it on a SmackDown, I guess, because yeah, they've done that before. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go with I'll go with uh, Ambrose here. Okay. Okay. Uh, where are we at on the card here, Mike? What's up next? Uh, let's go with the triple threat for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Can we, let's just blow through this one. I really the, <laughs> yeah. the WWE the Raw Tag Team Division just see seems so yeah i think the entire tag division is in this match (laughs) (laughs) i had to think about that for a second except for new day yeah yeah and they're hosting yeah might as well just made a fatal four-way and thrown new day in it but whatever what do i brad maddox Um, is the cameraman Oh, God. There oh, we go. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we went there. We went I, I there. could tell oh. Kyle was just sitting on that joke. Yes. I, maybe actually I should have probably used a different term you there. Know, the, the, Monday <laughs> Night Raw, the Monday Night Raw after <laughs> WrestleMania, Brad Maddox shows up as the fourth day of fourth member of New Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. oh, um, but, yeah, I'm just not – I'm just not excited about the Raw tag team division at the moment because it took them too long to put Gallows and Anderson in a position they should have been in. They sh- they should have been a dominant tag team from the get. That whole comedy crap they had them pulling was just Ooh. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. That was not and, as fun as Brad Max. Uh, oh man. I'm just waiting for him to show up in a different company as Mad Braddocks. Yeah, yeah that's, well, that was what he was trying to do in WWE. He tried to block him for a sec. Um, but yeah, who? What are it's new, the club? Sheamus uh, and Cesaro Shame. and Big Cass Enzo. and Enzo. I don't. I don't really. This is a match. I just really don't. I can't find anything to care about. So who yeah. do you think is going to win? Hell if I know. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go with Big Cass and Enzo. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I think Enzo and Cass, this is probably the moment they've been saving for them, whether they actually deserve it at this point or not. It, w- it probably would have been better six months ago. I think uh, I think the crowd's starting to turn on them a little bit, especially Enzo. The crowd's definitely turning on Enzo. Um, but I think they're going to give them the run here. Kyle? It feels like all three of these teams have just been kind of doing the same thing weekly for eight months. There's just been no real progression. It's like Cesaro and Sheamus, do they get along this week or not? You know, Enzo and Cass, they've been kind of over, but to your point, I I think they're colder now than they certainly were in the fall. And then, um, you know, the club is just, you know, I agree with what Derek said, that they they kind of missed that they should have shot them to the moon right away, had them beat New Day uh, pretty quickly, but they didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. It's it's by Enzo. You know, Enzo and Cass just feels like the only fresh option here just because they haven't had the titles. Um, You might actually want to lead off. I I know this may sound crazy. You may want to lead the show off, at least the main show, with this match. Just get out of the way. Have it be quick. Enzo and Cass can do their shtick, get the crowd going. Um, It's always nice to have a baby face go over in the first match anyway. So, yeah. So who are you taking? Enzo and Cass. All right, Dan. I'll go with Enzo and Cass too. You know, 
it's like you know it's like Kyle was just saying you know it's, it's it's a fresh option you know it's they haven't had the titles they're the only ones in the match that haven't had the titles yeah that's so, good thought. so I'll stick with them yeah Enzo and Cass I mean this is going to be their big moment you know the the fans will be happy about it or the the few fans will be happy about it it's hard to tell with the crowds now but you know I think it's their time now. I don't think it will be a long run, but they'll, they'll get their they'll get their title run just so they can say that they were the the tag champs. And then I guess I don't think it's going to last long. You know how I see the celebration going when they win. You know, remember when Alberto Del Rio won? I don't know if it was the title or the Rumble, but his ring announcer kept saying Alberto Del Rio over and over again. I could just see Enzo cutting his promo. My name is Ed. Just doing that constantly, just to be annoying. So, I just like to say that that KFC Georgia Gold Chicken commercial kind of creeps me out because he looks like he's getting dressed up to date that fried chicken. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is a horrible commercial. Was what was more? What was worse? That commercial or the Miz in the chicken suit? With Dolph with Ziggler, Ziggler commercial, because that one got on my nerves. Well, that, <laughs> that was worse because Dolph Ziggler was in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I blocked that one out of my memory. I oh, forgot yeah. about that one. <laughs> so bad. What's the next match? Uh, let's go with the Fatal Four Way for the Raw Women's Title: Nia Jack, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey. Uh, this is just another one that I really the women's division on Raw. I've gotten to where I just I don't care about it as much as the SmackDown brand for some reason. I I don't think they've been putting any good stories. You know, with the SmackDown brand, you had not only did you have title matches, but you had great auxiliary uh, stories going on with either Nikki and Natalia or Carmella and all this stuff. And right. you don't get that with Raw. Yeah, I think the I mean, best. It's so bad that oh, go ahead, Kyle. Or, I, or Ryan, go ahead. I was gonna say I think the best story Raw has in the women's division is the Sasha heel turn. So that's what I'm gonna predict gonna here. Eventually, I mean, you know, it's bad when you're in your Raw women's division when Dana Brooke was getting chance after yeah. she finally <laughs> turned on Charlotte. You know, it's bad then. Kyle, they should have put her in the in the match with Charlotte. Yeah, I, I laughed. I knew you were going to bring that. I, knew, <laughs> I was hoping you noticed that. You know, I almost kind of feel bad for the way she got treated on Raw last week because Derek's right. She got cheers. Like, that angle got over. It doesn't matter what you think of Dana Brooke. I mean, we all probably agree that she's not very good in the ring um, and was called up way too soon. But that was a story that people saw coming and people had sympathy for the way she was treated and they popped when she finally turned on her and then they just completely buried her the next week. And it's almost <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, that was like the only thing missing from that segment was like triple H and Shawn Michaels stamping the, you know, the OVW on her or something like that. Like they did to, uh, <laughs> our friends, the spirit squad <laughs> to, to Derek's point though, about this match. And it's funny. He kind of had a similar intro with this and the raw tag. I agree. The issue with these two divisions on raw circular booking, it's just they don't tell stories. They just kind of change the titles randomly. They're like, yeah, this division's getting a little stale. Let's just change the champion. That's not really storytelling. That's just kind of desperate booking. That's like, yeah, we don't know what to do. We'll just change the champion. That's just kind of um, short-sighted booking, I guess is what I should say. 
or late WCW booking is what. Yes, really it's very WCW. <laughs> oh, we don't have an idea. Let's just they have a new champion. Yes. Yep. Yep. When in doubt, change the title. Yeah. Uh, for the match, I'm. Uh, shit. Sasha Banks pinning Bailey in a heelish way to win the title. I'm taking Sasha. Yes, I agree with that. Dang, Kyle. <laughs> I know one we're not going to agree on later, so I guess this is good. We're getting out of the way now. <laughs> Dan, how yeah. about you? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I think maybe they saved the Sasha heel turn for the Monday Night Raw after Mania, and uh, they keep the title on Bailey. Hmm. So I'll, I'll go for Bailey on this one, and because uh, I think I think that that feud there. Is a is a good uh, chasing the title feud. You throw the title in the mix on that one, you know. And that's a good post mania uh, feud. So okay. Bailey keeps the title. Sasha turns heel the next night on the mall. Yeah, I got I got the same thing. I got the Sasha heel turn. I I should say the same thing as uh, Derek and Kyle. I got a Sasha heel turn with Sasha winning at Mania. I, I think to Dan's point though, it. Sasha should win here and do like it should be kind of like a tease or it can even be fairly overt how she went, you know, a heelish turn. But the actual turn itself should be saved for Raw the next night. I think the actual like her like she could kind of cheat to win this where it's obvious, but like she shouldn't like beat down Bailey till Raw on Monday night. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's go to Scott Steiner's biggest fan, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> there were some choice words there yeah. I, I edited in my brain <laughs> I'm going completely different here you're going to take Nia Jax aren't you I'm taking Nia Jax I'm da, thinking da, this da, da. <laughs> the eyes yeah focus on her eyes yeah <laughs> Hey, but no, and, and I'm, I want to say Nia Jax. One, it, you know, if, if you're just looking at it as like you know a fan and all, you know, she should destroy all of them. But I'm thinking, you know, something's gonna happen with Sasha and Bailey, and everybody's thinking that one of those two is winning. I mean, that's just going into it. I think everybody's mindset: it's either Sasha or Bailey, and everybody's writing off, you know, Nia Jax. You know, she's the monster, but, you know, she's not going to win, you know. And I think that's one of the reasons she is going to walk out the champion. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm ready to move on to the next match. How about y'all? Go for it. Yeah. All right. We'll go with the United States title match. Jericho versus Owens. Storytelling, actually, this is probably the match I think that has had the best build since over the long term, we knew at some point Kevin was going to come or turn on um, Jericho. Right. And the Festival of Friendship was probably one of the best heel turns next to the Hulk Hogan heel turn, in my opinion, because... Okay, we're elevating that quite to a a crazy... (laughs) I think... (laughs) I'm a big Kevin Owens. agreement's end here. (laughs) Oh, I I I just think it it was the perfect way to turn... Maybe and maybe oh, I did exaggerate that it, it was yeah. it was a perfect turn for Kevin Owens at the time. Maybe it wasn't Hulk Hogan era. Maybe I should take that back. And, but yeah. 
I think the storytelling for this match it has been top notch, and it's and it's a great credit to the two guys that you have because they're great mic workers. And then Kevin Owens really hasn't cut many promos. I love what they did on Raw this week, where Samoa Joe came out one entrance and Kevin Owens just beat the hell out of Kev, uh, Chris Jericho while his back was turned. Hmm. Yeah, how many of you guys had? some like high school flashbacks when you saw that picture of Kevin Owens in his bedroom on raw with the, the Y2J shirt on that looked like anyone else's bedroom here. Am I all alone? Cause oh, I, I, I had posters. This, in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh man, this throws this, this takes me back in time. It looks kind of <laughs> like my room looked at the time. <laughs> I don't remember having many wrestling t-shirts in high school. I think I may have one or two, but the one that points out in my mind the most and Kyle, you're gonna love this one. Oh no! I had I had the Goldberg Who's Next shirt. Oh, oh my there you go. God. <laughs> my God, Derek, know, you've come so I, I was far since then. I, I was <laughs> I was young and dumb, and I, I I don't know. I got captive. I got caught in the Goldberg hype, and I had that shirt. Ariel, many people had that. And actually, another shirt I just remembered I had also had the Diamond Dallas Page shirt where it was the diamond on the front, and you could see him in the diamond. Mm-hmm. I had that shirt as well. Now that I remember that too, because that was a that was a badass shirt. He's doing like the diamond cutter logo on it, wasn't he? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Out. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, that one yeah. Anyway, I think on this one, Owens is the way to go. We know Jericho's taking time off here. Prefer pretty here pretty pretty soon. Um, yeah, I got to go with Kevin Owens here. I think I agree with uh, Derek. There's not much more to be said. If you listen to Top Rope Nation, we've we've argued about this one for weeks. And uh, I think this should have been the universal title match. It's had the best build on Raw easily. Uh, maybe it the best, been. Best, <laughs> best build on the card. It definitely should have been. No doubt about it. Shit. It's not. <laughs> it's about the belt nobody cares about. But You know, uh, well, we can change that. Oh, man. If you listen to the post, uh, what was that pay-per-view, Fastlane? <laughs> if you listen to our post Fastlane show, I, I didn't do our intro properly. I was just so mad that I just flew through everything <laughs> on top of other things. I was just really pissed off that night. Oh, that no. was the first time that you talked when you came on the Top Rope Nation post show. That was the first time you mentioned WCW Sin to me, I believe. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a, you're comparing the shows. I, I'm going. I'm about to start seeing red again, thinking about that fucking fast lane show. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Kevin Owens for the match. Just Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Kevin. Yes. Shibata. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Let's go to Dan. Get your take. I'm uh, I'm right along there with Derek. Uh, Kevin Owens takes the title, and we see uh, we see Triple H's stable start catching gold here. And, uh, yeah. you know, Samoa Joe Pete probably, Dunn, you know, maybe, maybe Samoa Joe and uh, Kevin Owens eventually get some tag title gold, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep. maybe we'll see a little bit of that and have a, you know, have an evolution party, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see where the, uh, the whole faction thing that Triple H is building is going to, you know. So I think uh, I think that this is just the start of it and the building blocks for it. So, but yeah, Kevin Owens. Okay, Mr. Ross. It's odd because like when you look at a feud like this and the baby face gets turned on like that, and they do like an injury angle, typically he comes back and wins for revenge, right? 
Yeah. But I yeah. kind of feel that that's not going to happen here. So I'm in agreement. I'm going to say Owens. We know over the long view, Owens is getting the U.S. title, whether it's here or later. It'll be interesting to see if this goes on before or after the Intercontinental title match because they're not going to delay both secondary title wins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know what? Honestly, they'll probably delay one and not the other is what they'll do. But I'll pick Owens here. All right. That leaves Mike. Agreement with everybody. I mean, this is the best build going, and Owens is walking out. I mean, there's really not much more to say about it than that. I mean, that's just the only way it really could go for me. You know, this right here, I'm a Jericho-holics. This is Mr. Jericho right here. Right, I'm not joking. Right there. Hey, Jericho. And it kills me not to pick against him this match. But I got to. It's Kevin Owens. Shibata. You're just picking against him because he spelled your name wrong. Shibata. (laughs) (laughs) Moose didn't spell my name wrong, by the way. Shibata wouldn't either. I think we should save the lightning rod match for last. So let's go right to Orton and Bray. Oh, there's not going to be much lightning with that. I mean, it's... (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, we're probably all going to agree on the outcome. Yeah, it's going to be a mere conversation. It's whether we get back into the uh, whether it should be the title match. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Orton and Bray for the uh, WWE title, SmackDown's world title. Um, and I, I got to say, I have hated the build to this match. It's been I mean, we're all wrestling fans. We suspend our reality. I can't suspend my reality to this level. Maybe it's just because I'm older now. Maybe if I was a kid, I could get into it. But these angles, man, they have been just yeah. too weird. The the music they pipe in, I I cannot get into it at all. Um, you have I, a match that suppose who's the heel and who's the face in your gut in everyone's opinion? I think Orton's the face. Well, yeah, he is, but you're yeah. right; he's not very sympathetic to Derek's yeah. point, which is what he's probably going to say. Yeah, right. you. You have an arsonist that is your face for this match. You haven't. He set fire to the dude's house. That's an arsonist. And he's your baby face. To be I fair, mean, though, Steve know, Austin did once hold a gun to someone's head in the middle of the ring. Said, if you want me to blow his brains out, say hell yeah. And the entire crowd yelled, hell yeah. You know, and that's not to think of how many times that Paul Bearer was killed all those times, you know, when the, with the cement or. Yeah. Putting him, it left him in a freezer or something like that. I mean, hell, Brian Pillman, I guess you know, supposedly shot at Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know that all those years back yeah. on Raw and when when Austin yeah, three sixteen meets Pillman's Glock nine. Yeah, one of the great lines of all time on Raw. <laughs> as he cocks a loaded, as he cocks a weapon right on the screen. Kevin Kelly's response. If you guys haven't watched that in a while, watch it just for Kevin Kelly's response. His like eye, it's almost like they didn't tell him that Pillman was gonna do that. His eyes like pop out of his eyes, like, oh God. <laughs> you know, Kevin Kelly's been doing a lot of work for New Japan as their English commentator guy. And I'm gonna say this about Kevin Kelly. He sucks. Just just so it's out there. He is horrible at New Japan. He doesn't know any of the wrestlers. Well, that's all the What's his name? Oh, that's and then his. I don't think his color guy knows that much either. And he's like, yeah, that's old. 
You're like back to the Japanese commentary. Yeah. Yeah, that's I just watch it with a Japanese commentary. Unless they say something like JR is going to be doing it, or if Matt Stryker's calling a New Japan match, then I'll have English commentary because he actually knows what the hell he's doing. Hmm. Yeah. Just my side note. But yeah, this build's been weird. Um, You have this the arsonist versus the cult leader who doesn't have a cult anymore, I guess. It's just the cult of Wyatt. So. Weird build, uh, but I'll say this about Randy Orton though: in a big time match, Randy Orton is going. It delivers. You know, Ooh. Seth Rollins at Mania all those years ago, a couple oh, years absolutely. ago. Yeah. I mean, when there's the, there's a big match, Randy Orton just brings out his best stuff, and there, I don't think there's any reason to think he won't right now. Anyone's thoughts? Yeah, I, I think Orton's a solid wrestler. I think this will be a good match. I, I'm just not the biggest Orton fan. Uh, if, if they really want this guy to be like the, the top face on SmackDown as Cena leaves, I don't see that happening. I just, I just think he's he's so bland anymore, and I don't think this yeah, angle has that. done anything for him to get the crowd behind him to the level that it needs to. Uh, I think he's. I think there's a good chance he wins the belt here. Um, I would probably keep it on Bray though. So I'm going to, I'm going to save my prediction for a second. I got to think about this. Let's go to Kyle. Okay. I actually was going to say it doesn't feel right. Changing the title here. It doesn't feel like it's the right time. It feels like, um, the feud must continue. And, um, you know, Bray's kind of got to get the heat. I mean, I know they did that. And by the way, I agree totally with what Ryan said. Of all the major matches at this show, this is the one I'm feeling the least by far. Of like, you know, if including the secondary title matches on each brand, there's kind of eight major matches on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you include Triple H and Rollins as a match, um, this is by far the one I care about the least of those eight. Um, I, I think they should have Bray keep it to be honest with you, and have Randy Chase. I think they need to transfer the heat because right now, kind of, the story's in a position where, you know, Bray's looking to get the revenge for the arson. So, you know, they kind of need to switch the heat where Randy's in the position of weakness and chasing right now. So I I think Bray's got to do something, whether it's Eric Rowan showing up and, you know, and I don't know what they're going to do with Harper, but, you know, I don't know if they want to reunite the Wyatts against Orton or what but yeah I think Bray Wyatt's actually going to win here yeah I I also think that just the way the match has been built the the like the matches to foul are going to get really gimmicky and since there's probably a lot of gimmick matches in the future for this yeah I think I think Bray's got to keep the title I agree uh Dan uh yeah I'm I'm gonna go with Bray um you know you guys have valid points with the uh arsonist thing <laughs> you know uh, arson doesn't pay kids that's the well, lesson yeah. here <laughs> my favorite tweets out of this whole thing was uh was uh i think uh, jericho tweeted bray sorry about your dead sister's gravesite and then bray tweeted jericho right back sorry about your festival of friendship <laughs> so <laughs> Um, <clears throat> that was, that was pretty comical to me there. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Bray, we, we need a long Bray Wyatt title run is what we need. And, uh, he, he needs to be a legitimate champion. Him, pe- him pinning Cena made him a legitimate 
champion and him keeping the title by beating Randy Orton makes him a legitimate title holder. So we need we need a good long run for Bray Wyatt to be world champion. And, uh, you know, I'm picking Bray. All right. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, this is this is Bray Wyatt's, you know, this is the title run that we've all wanted Bray Wyatt to have. And I don't think they would piss everybody off that much by having him drop the title this quick. Oh, man. So- They've been known to do it, but I, I really think this is Bray Wyatt's, you know, it, it's going to be a long run. And I think it was ridiculous of how they got to this point, though, with Orton. Well, no, I mean, even prior to that, having Orton win the Rumble and then, okay, yeah, don't worry about it. I don't want the match. And then having to fight back to get the match. And it's, yeah, the the build was not good. Yeah, I do the SmackDown report, you know, for our site. And I had quoted, I I just blatantly ripped the quote off somebody on Twitter. I should probably credit him, but um, somebody wrote the comment. Thanks, jerk. Yeah, oops. <laughs> Somebody wrote that um, SmackDown has taken, you know, kind of since the New Year's, taken some long roads to tell simple stories. And that's like a perfect example. Like to me, where a simple RKO would have sufficed by turning on him, they did this whole arson. They did this whole forsaking the title shot, burning a house down, stupid music. It's like, man, you, you could have told this story a lot simpler and in one week's time and not buried Luke Harper in the process. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, we got everyone's pick. Derek, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Bray Wyatt, but I have a bold prediction here. Oh. Crazy Mary Dobson shows up as Sister Abigail. <laughs> Somehow they're going to do. They're going to do some oh sort God, of. Oh God! I hope they don't do silliness like that. Well. Do you expect I, anything you know, less with the build of this match, though, Kyle? <laughs> I hate whenever Bray wins. It's always like some awful gimmick, that, like that the hologram. Oh. Yes, like when oh, he beat, yeah. or like when he beat Cena. Like you know, the one time of the three matches he beat Cena, it was with all the ch- with kids. The crazy, oh, like, yeah. that was with the creepy really kid. Bad. Mm-hmm. I wish Bray could yeah, just like one... win a pro wrestling match with a pro wrestling move. Well, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just pulling that out of my butt. No, I, 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 I really see. don't think it did. <laughs> no man, they're gonna do stuff like I could see Sister right like some hologram coming out from you know underneath the ring and doing some. I'm telling you, promo. Here's, here's here's how Sister Abigail and I got to credit at Mo <laughs> underscore Steagle on Twitter for this because it'll give her something to do. But Bailey needs to disappear for a while, and Bray needs to be cutting promo saying I found the soul of Sister Abigail, but it's been hidden, and then Bailey eventually comes back. As Sister Abigail. Well, everyone's going to know who that is, though. People aren't going to forget who Bailey is. Predictability is <laughs> not a bad thing. So I, I think it'd be an interesting story, at least. So on to the match we don't need. We don't need this match, especially for a title. Yes. We don't. Oh, my great, God. great pure sports build so far for this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been great God. with. With Brock Lesnar doing his duck face while cut, Paul Heyman cuts a promo, and Brock's just <laughs> staring at the camera. That was one of the that was so weird. A Goldberg headbutting things to where he can't remember his promos. Yeah, the great great fucking film. <laughs> great K-Fabe, your K-Fabe news. Kayfabe news had a great little article they wrote, and uh, it was all about uh, 
you know, wrestling fans eagerly await wrestling match they shat on 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we, we discussed this post Fastlane show, and it's – I'm not as hot as I was anymore after that oh, moment, no. but man, it's it's just, uh, uh, I'm just not looking. This <laughs> just, I, and I know this main event is not built for me. It's built for the guys that did watch WCW back in the day. Like, did you hear Brock or Brock and Gold, Goldberg's fighting for the world title at WrestleMania? Did you right. hear that? That's who this match is built for. It's not built for. Johnny New Japan right here. <laughs> That's going to be a wrestling name. Yes. Johnny New Japan. Johnny I'm going to use that a lot. Like I think, actually, I'm going to make fun of Johnny New Japan a lot. It's going to be our next shirt on pro wrestling tees. Johnny New Japan. <laughs> Sound like hotcakes. Johnny, Johnny New, Cake. Hey, here's your face. I'm going to... I'm a Johnny New Japan guy. <laughs> I'm going to come out with the anti one. Don't be Johnny New Japan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, you know, for WWE to want to try to put on a main event better than Okada and Omega, I just don't think this is the match you put as the final match at WrestleMania. That's just me. Yeah, I agree. I'm not as hot as I was on that post-show either, but I'm still pretty firm on it shouldn't be the title match. I don't think the title adds anything to this match. I could care less about the match. I think both guys at this point in their careers, I think Brock's been boring now for quite a long time. I think when he first came back, I was pretty into it, but I think he pretty much sucks at this point. I think I think you Goldberg know, has always sucked. Sorry, Kyle. And uh, the, I, yeah, I could first, care less. The first time he came out with his big, it should have been, now that he does it all the time, but all the German suplexes, that's played out. I don't want to see yes. a match with 55. It was great the first time he did it. That was hilarious. 13 or 14, 15, you know, keep it going. But then it just got boring. Like, okay, Brock match, great. German suplex, German suplex, German <laughs> suplex. It's yeah. kind of funny because uh, if you guys remember, what was it, 03, the 03 Rumble, Scott Steiner and Triple H. Scott Steiner basically just kept doing belly-to-belly -belly suplexes on Triple H, and the crowd totally shit on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is, you know, it it's was Scott funny Steiner. when Lesnar did. I mean, granted, he, he was gassed in between each one, but um, and it was getting progressively worse. <laughs> I think Mike was sitting was in front row for that by the show. Time he got, yeah, he, he was gassed <laughs> by the time he got to the ring. That's, yeah. that's not, <laughs> you can do all the push-ups in the world. That's not going to give you cardio, you jackass. Speaking of which, Goldberg, my God, he has looked in horrible cardio shape. I, I hope this match doesn't go like even 15 minutes you guys see like he comes out to the ring and the sweat is pouring off of his head well there's a lot of lights yeah that not that many lights, <laughs> a lot of lights. he's not he's not on mercury here like or, yeah it's it is uh man i was the first time i saw that on raw when that it, you guys know what i'm talking about they did like a close-up on him and he like bent down yeah. just this sweat just poured off him and he barely did anything out there to get physical or anything I was worried about like his heart health because I was thinking back yeah. to like Warrior and how when he came out right before that all happened, that was kind of like what he looked like. Jesus, yeah. You guys Brock looked like that, that a few that was years one of the ago first too. Yeah. I had. yeah, you know when Brock came back, he was looking. He would he come out rough. and he get purple during his match. Yeah, and, yeah. It was, but at least he was working. I, I mean, Goldberg saying. came out for a promo and this was happening. So 
Well, you know, he's probably too busy trying to ram his head into a locker at the right angle. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm going to give Goldberg some credit on something. I liked him in the longest yard. <laughs> That's all. I'll give him that credit. Not even ready to rumble? Okay, oh, maybe ready to rumble. <laughs> I refused to watch The Longest Yard just because he was in the movie. Oh wow. wow! Really? It's I'm just kidding. Out. No, that's not true. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say because Adam Sandler was in the movie, which would be no. Like I, I saw it. He was pretty good in that. I, I'll agree. He was come for come for Goldberg, stay for Kali in that movie. Wasn't he in like Universal <laughs> Soldier or something too? Was that? Oh, his the, it was Universal yeah. Soldier: The Return. That was that's so right. Bad. Yeah, oh. I actually did not see that one. I just remember the poster. I did. I, I rented it on back in the day when you could do like. Six ninety nine, and me and my sister got in so much trouble. You could rent a movie on pay per view for six ninety nine, and it would play all day. And we'd order a different movie every day, and they get the cable bill. And boy, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Universal Soldier: The Return with Sean Claude Van Damme. Ugh. That's right. Ugh. No, that's not right. I was gonna say like the the famous Bret Hart angle in Toronto where he speared the 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 body shield. I thought oh, yeah. that I was thinking that that's why they did that angle to get Goldberg off TV because he went to do that movie, but I, I, I don't think that's right. I think he no, was, it was all Brett's. That was Brett's idea. Apparently. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like they needed not, like because Goldberg was off TV when they were doing that, when he was filming that movie, and I, and I couldn't remember if that was the angle they used or not, but I feel that he wrestled around, like didn't he, like he, they, of course it was a no build. He wrestled Sting at a throwaway pay-per-view because it was WCW, but um, yeah. that I may not be accurate in that. Yeah, I think he did. He work like Slamboree. That yeah, was in March of '99, and then that was against Sting, and it had like no build. And then did Goldberg Brett come out and interfere no in that match? What's that? And then Brett did Brett come out and interfere in that match? I want to say I don't know. I mean, I hate to tap dance, but that was like yeah. that was the same month as Over the Edge. Yeah, it was May '99. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Brett was. Um, it was before Over the Edge. It was a couple weeks before. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, like I gotta tell you one you gotta look up, and you'll you'll laugh all the way through the match. <clears throat> there was a tables match between Steve Mongo McMichael and Bill Goldberg, and it was on a pay per view. <laughs> and this was before Goldberg won the world title. This was before all that, you know. And he's he's going, he's got his streak going. He's like seventy and something at that point. And him and Mongo McMichael go out there, and they literally just beat the hell out of one another back and forth the whole time. It's the longest Goldberg match you'll ever see. It's like 25 or 30 minutes. They basically just perform moves on one another and don't sell them. (laughs) And at the end of the match, you know, Mongo McMichael actually goes through the table, takes takes the jackhammer through the table, loses the match, but he gets right back up and keeps fighting. <laughs> he doesn't even sell at the end of the match. Was that like real early? That might have been like pre because like wasn't if I remember like Goldberg was programmed with Mongo. Like that was like his first kind of feud. Like it, could, it could have been around like his like late night seven. Like I think that was even before they may have even been like counting the streak. Yeah, it could have been real early. Like he was managed by like I don't know if anyone remembers what like that short period where Goldberg and Alex Wright were both managed by Deborah McMichael. Oh yeah, that was a real man. We're bringing up some shit, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) How great this match is! Yeah, enough about that. Unfortunately, um, the great run of Bill Goldberg in two thousand. 
16 to 17 WWE is, is coming to an end. Great uh, it's unfortunate. The same <laughs> people who bitched about the way he was booked in 03 and 04 now bitching the way about the way how he should have been booked then is being booked now. Did I say that right? You know what? I'm going to book the finish of this match right now. So Scott Hall is going to come down to the ring with a cattle prod, tag him <laughs> with yeah. it, and then that's going to be how Goldberg loses to Brock. I'm taking Brock Lesnar. What if he had Cody Hall do that? And this is his big rub to come to you WWE. Know, haven't seen Cody Hall in New Japan lately. I don't even know if he's still in the Bullet Club. I, he signed to work somewhere recently. I can't remember where it was, what promotion. I saw something about him pretty recently. But, yeah, I think, uh, well, obviously Brock's winning here. There's not a whole lot to talk about. So, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, and then maybe Brock, or maybe Goldberg, Oldberg will go away. Forever. Too bad. Oldberg. 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 <laughs> Oldberg. I, I have Oldberg. heard. <laughs> I have heard that uh, that uh, WWE is pretty high on Brock right now, uh, or not Brock uh, Goldberg. Sorry, uh, they're pretty high on Goldberg right now, and the reaction that he's been getting. He's and, done a hell of uh, a job in this run. Yeah, and uh, you know they they really have. <laughs> okay, why are you laughing, Derek? <laughs> don't like Goldberg anymore. <laughs> but they, they definitely want to keep a working relationship with him after Mania. So yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I can see them bringing him, bringing him in again. Yeah. 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 Looking at extending his contract to like a special attraction type thing, wrestle a few times a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so, but yeah, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Brock takes it and he holds on to it for a really, really, really long time. And, and, builds up the undefeated streak and then you got roman reigns and brock in new orleans next year it's weird because they're saying roman's going to smackdown and it's it's gonna be odd how are they going to bring them together well things can change things yeah. can change over time i mean you can have uh you can have draft picks swapped out and stuff and you know mm -hmm. Do all kinds of stuff with the with the stuff that's going on with Foley getting fired on Raw and everything, you know. It's uh, you know, there's all kinds of different things that can happen within a year, you know. I mean, they could even bring back the thing at the next Rumble. You know, whoever wins gets to choose which yeah, title. Yeah, they that's go what I'm for. saying. Like, I mean, that's gonna be an interesting thing because I mean, yeah, you you got to keep them separate and just have them both win the whole time and you build it up. So, if Roman Reigns gets traded for AJ Styles, that will be the biggest fu to. <laughs> fans that love SmackDown now. They're gonna it's it's gonna be incredible how fast they switch back to Raw. Which would be, I guess, a smart point to get them back to the flagship show. That's my thought. My I was just thinking. Thing. I was just thinking real quick while uh, we we're talking about doing this short term Goldberg contract. Kyle, maybe there's a chance Goldberg could retain if they if they sign him for a few more shows. You could be Goldberg in interests me way more than Brock Lesnar. I'll say that. Like my issue, like Brock Lesnar, you, you know, you kind of brought this up, Ryan, and we've been talking about this for, you know, I can't remember the last time I was really that excited with Lesnar. I mean, the Goldberg Owens match, people were fired up to see that. I mean, some people were really mad about it, but the bottom line is it got, you know, a bunch of people turned into a bunch of melted and turned into a bunch of marks overnight, but, you know, he got them to do. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. We've already seen the whole Lesnar working on a 
um, relaxed schedule as champion shtick. We've already seen it, and it wasn't really that good. So I'm not really like he's going to work more this time, obviously, than he did. Um, you know, when was that? 14? Yeah, 14 and 15 when he was the champion the first time. But man, I, I just feel we've seen that before, and it's it's not that interesting. Maybe Oliver Platt will come in and help Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Mike, who are you taking? Lesnar's taking this one. I mean, it's it's the obvious build here. I mean, yeah, they, they could keep Goldberg around, but, you know, with, with, the, with the brand split, you know, there wouldn't be another Raw pay-per-view for, you know, because of the brand split and the way they've got, you know, every other pay-per-view is, you know, brand exclusive that's, you know, going to help with his scheduling, basically. Okay. I agree. I agree. Well, guys, I think we should hit the road. It's been a good show. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of Fuck a good... you, what I... culture? <laughs> <laughs> Other than the uh, trivia thing. Yeah. Which may or may yeah, not be edited out of the podcast version of the show. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, we had a, a failed attempt at trivia here tonight. <laughs> this, is, this is... I deserve that. All you it's need to Goldberg's know is fault. That's what it is. All you yeah. need to know is WrestleMania 15 did more buys than WrestleMania 14, and you're caught up. I'll, I, you know what? I'm going to do. I'll do some research. I, actually, I'm, I'm about to get ready for a cruise, so I'm not doing any. <laughs> it's research. all because of Scott Steiner was it, mentioned. That's, that's you that's know what's what funny is. Scott though. Scott Steiner is Scott Steiner. <laughs> I don't know if 14 and 15 would actually make the list in the top 10 though. The top eight. That these are the ones because of worldwide. Here are the ones that crossed the million threshold 17, 20, 21, 23, 24, 27, 28, 29 are the eight that crossed the million threshold. Which I believe all those were on the. Yeah. You told me 20 wasn't. No, 20 isn't. Uh, 10 is. Okay. 10 went over a million buys according to what culture, but apparently wait, I what? can't trust what culture you. Wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Wait, what culture said WrestleMania attended more than a million buys? Yeah, million and seven thousand. That's no the most way. atrocious <laughs> fake news I have ever heard in my entire life. Like, the idea that's that WrestleMania why... ten did over a million buys is the most preposterous thing I have ever heard. If I, 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 I agree with, with I agree with totally with Kyle on this, and I'm not even looking at a list. <laughs> 1994 <laughs> WWF was a low chance. Like yeah. WrestleMania 10 did half just, that. I'm just, not even. I just, by what, I just Googled something and yeah. fuck you, what culture. Oh, with that being the Scott said. Steiner math. <laughs> oh my God. Not the Scott Steiner math. We already played that tonight. Oh, well, man. folks. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We're at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. I'm at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Man. Kyle, where can we find you? That's a good question. <laughs> at He's right Terrible. there. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can find him in a pile of Goldberg wrestling buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll do this again, guys. You can find me at Historical Ryan uh, or at TR Nation Podcast. Check out the articles, topropress.com. 
Check out the Oversell Podcast Weekly, Top Rope Nation Weekly. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>